Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game Tuesday morning. Good Tuesday morning to you, Gil Alexander, right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Link, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Jeffrey Parlay, producer number five and eight, the Grover Cleveland of producers, is here. Jeff, good morning to you. How you doing, man? Good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm pretty certain that if Seattle and New Orleans played four more quarters, oh, we would have only gotten 20 more points. That was uh, a Pete Carroll tour de force of play of just, we must establish the run. I don't care what else we're doing. We're establishing it. Establish, everybody. Or he has no uh, faith in Geno Smith or some combination of that. We'll talk to uh, Drew Dinsick about that game. Uh, football picks from him. Ba- uh, basketball as well. Baseball with Jason Weingarten, some uh, sports betting porn with Jason Weingarten. He also tells his story from Sunday night. We've all been there as betters. Uh, uh-oh, I might have to settle. This is Jason Weingarten this past Sunday. Let me bet a late-night random global sport to get out of this. Jason has that story. Pete Futak, college football. Jeff and I will talk about a yes-nos to make the playoffs, which is really interesting in the NFL right now, uh, specifically in the NFC. And also has Deshaun Watson implications, I think. We can get in all that. Paul Spore on baseball as well. Paul Spore from Fangraphs later. Um, and then a whole bunch of other stuff. Drew Dinsick, let's bring him in first from the Bet the Edge podcast at NBC Sports. And, of course, Drew Dinsick Classic, which is the deep dive podcast, which he does with his buddy Andy Molitor. You can find him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. Drew, good morning to you, man. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me, as always, Gil. Um, um, I, I want to start by by quoting you on your podcast this week, because you were expressing frustration <laughs> with the National Football League. And I'm curious um, if you've done, because here is the quote, by the way, and I'll leave out the curse words, but you're saying you're, you're getting kicked in the teeth, you said, I believe, is generally <laughs> what you said, with, with maybe a deletion, redaction of certain words. Um, yeah. And I'm curious what you think might be some of the some of the reasons at play oh man i don't know if i've gotten to that stage of (laughs) self-reflection reflection yet um but at least i guess at this point i'm kind of uh, i'm coping by taking solace in the fact that it's not i'm not alone on this no no Um, not at all you know it's it's uh it's been pretty clear if you are paying attention to the market and you're seeing where the pretty aggressive moves are coming in um i agree with a lot of them and yet most of them are not coming home. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I feel as, as, as bent out of shape as I was about a couple losses I took this weekend, um, they weren't the worst. <laughs> the, the worst, some of the worst on the board by far. 
Um, you know, the fact that, that Colts Niners game went over the total was absolutely bonkers. Uh, the fact that the Packers and the uh, Washington football uh, team did not go over. The fact that Washington did not cover it, did not win that game. Ridiculous. Because um, it, it was, I, yeah, I mean, if you got if you got the early number on Washington plus 10, I don't know how you go to sleep on Sunday because uh, that was absolutely un, un, uh, unfair in terms of a 14-point margin of victory there for the Packers. Um, Last night, I could and, even argue. Yeah. I was like, how did you know? How did how did Seattle get home and New Orleans didn't? I mean, I could even argue that. Great like, question. Were, yeah. were you right if you bet Seattle? I mean, you won. I don't know if you were right. <sighs> you know. Yeah, go. I mean, the only the only offense they had all night was probably offensive pass interference that was uncalled. Yep. So yeah, I mean, realistically, that was uh, that was pretty. Uh, Pretty bananas, and yes, the, the and the cover was in the balance late in that game as the uh, Saints were on the goal line. Uh, if they score a touchdown, they cover. If they get the field goal, they win and don't cover. It's so, all yeah, Planko. I mean, was, it's all Planko, yeah. Drew. It really is. Yeah. Let, me, let me just let me throw out a couple things. One, can we run the thing about the seven and a half point? Uh, we ran this on primetime action last night. It's really why very few people have been knocked out of Survivor. Uh, there are just no big upsets outright. <laughs> Uh, in the National Football League this year, so I'm wondering if that's so. This is from uh, this is uh, from David Beerman at ESPN, but this is from their uh, research guy, Macnova's real name again, uh, full name Jeff is Mackenzie's his first name. Mackenzie's his yeah. first name. That's I remember the Mackenzie part. We'll get his full name, but no underdog of more than seven points, actually seven and a half. No underdog of more than seven and a half has won outright this season. This ties the most weeks into a season without a seven and a half point underdog winning in the Super Bowl era, joining 2005. So there's that, right? Yeah. And then I think I've asked you this in some form before because I had Aaron Schatz on a couple weeks ago from Football Outsiders, and he was giving his top 10 rankings, and he still had Seattle even without Russell Wilson at 6, and he had the Chargers at 14. And I was like, what's going on there? And he said, well, 65% of my priors are still in this. Have you, have you gotten to the point, because I've had baseball seasons like this. I'm not picking on you. I've had baseball seasons where sure. I fell way too in love with my priors because of the amount of time I spent on them, and then I just get destroyed in <laughs> April, and I'm like, maybe my priors aren't that good. Maybe I shouldn't fall in love with them. Is that part of it as well, both of those things? I mean, I, I have always thought I was a person that was pretty aggressive to adjust off my priors personally. I mean, just you know, talking to other people around the, you know, the handicapping community, um, you know, I've always kind of been like, you know, a middle of the season, I'm using almost all data. And other people are like, what? You're not like 40 or 50% prior? So like, how, what are you doing? And I'm like, wow. I mean, I, so I, I've heard, I've definitely heard um, people that are on the other side of the spectrum in terms of how sure. long they keep their prior in there. And honestly, like, you know, the, the low hanging, there's been just, there's been a lot of frustrating low hanging fruit where the market is, has clearly at the very top for a given team or it's overreacted on a team and it has mattered um, just because the ball bounced fluky. Um, and I guess ultimately I think I have probably sour grapes and the reality is that the NFL market is more uh, correct more sharp, more difficult to beat this year than it has been in years past, um, because of the sequencing of games. Because of there's, you know, there's just there is a handful of teams that are a class above, um, and you know w whether they decide that they want to go and you know just go scorched earth or just get the win, you know that's that, that's kind of up to the coaching staff on that given day and what their what their motivations are for that given game. And um, you know similarly, the way that the game is being officiated is having a bigger impact this season than most seasons. I think um, you know with the holding calls and the pass interference I agree uh, with that. You know, in yeah. general. Um, and it's not that that refs are doing an especially terrible job. It's just that there's a la lack of consistency. And if you follow the game closely, you, you can identify it pretty obviously in the games you're watching. Um, and that makes, you know, that, that that's especially tilting when it goes against you. And it's, uh, um, you know, it's it's been... Uh, you know, I, I, the market is still in general agreement with where I'm going with a lot of my actions. So I think I'm going to just continue just to fire away here and, uh, you know, expect that ultimately um, the results will turn around for me. But it has been a really, really poor start to the 2021 NFL season. Uh, me too, by the way. Me too. I want to ask you about a couple teams. One, we have the Pete Carroll quote finally. So I, I had said on this show many times in the in the years, I said it earlier this year too, I don't know when the day's coming, but whenever Russell Wilson is no longer able to go, is no longer able to put on his Superman cape, this team is going to fall off precipitously off a cliff. Last night, this is from Aaron Levine, uh, who uh, is a Fox, uh, Fox, local Fox affiliate guy over there in Seattle. He said, this is a quote from Pete Carroll, I've been here a long time. Without Russell, I wouldn't have been here a long time. <laughs> Unquote. So he's finally <laughs> admitting the obvious. And I just want to say, when you see a game like that last night, 
uh, and I'll get, and I'm going to get to the Niners next, but th- just talking about the Seahawks, and they end up covering, but they lose. Worse than you imagine them to be? Like, where do you stand on the Seahawks now, even though they cover? Uh, yeah. I mean, are they any better than the likes of the Lions? I don't know. Uh, I don't it doesn't know feel like it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, what was so perfect in terms of just kind of overall NFL balance and symmetry, the fact that we saw it in primetime last night against the Saints, against Sean Payton, who is the other opposite, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum where he has gotten consistently gotten wins out of replacement level quarterbacks the last three seasons is, uh, you know, it's, it's stark and it's obvious. I mean, if you're building a team that's going to be resilient to quarterback injuries, Sean Payton's figured out a way to do it. Uh, and Pete Carroll has not. And I don't know if there's really any other evidence that you, that you need than uh, what you've seen from Seattle these last three weeks compared to what the Saints did when they lost Drew Brees. They bring in Taysom Hill. They bring in uh, Teddy Bridgewater this year. They bring in Jameis Winston. And, uh, you know, they continue to win in spite of the fact that they're getting replacement-level quarterback play. Jameis Winston's certainly not the long-term answer. But here the Saints sit at 4-2 and two and are very clearly in the playoff hunt in the NFC. Um, and it's honestly, it should be a credit to the coaching staff, a credit really to the way that they were coordinating this defense as well. Um, you know, getting exposed early by, you know, getting, getting beat early by DK Metcalf, uh, and then, you know, bouncing back and, uh, you know, kind of still winning the one V ones in the D line and, you know, and improving the coverage as the game went on, I thought was impressive by the saints defensively. And really the saints defense has shown to be a top five unit all season to this point, even though they really haven't faced the toughest competition. Um, and we're going to find out what they're made of next week as they uh, welcome the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to town. 13 to 10 saints win it last night. Uh, again, the Seahawks get the cover. This is a, uh, this is from Eric eager, our buddy, uh, Dr. Eric eager over at pro football focus. Can we run this one, Jeff? Uh, Matt Brown bought, brought this up on primetime action last night, and I literally didn't believe it. I were like, no, somebody, somebody check on this. But essentially, what the uh, what the stat is is that Mike Singletary's record with the San Francisco 49ers as head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, his winning percentage was 450. Kyle Shanahan's is 443. Now think about that. Think about how you feel about Mike Singletary, who famously <laughs> made Vernon Davis go to the locker room as a rookie uh, in the middle of a game because he's old school uh, and he wants winners around here. And even more famously, and which really was his death knell to me, was after a game where the Niners were getting killed from the beginning, uh, was asked after a game, hey, what, did you, what were your halftime adjustments? And Mike Singletary said, uh, we don't do halftime adjustments here. <laughs> and so, you know, it makes your head explode. And yet, ha- think about how we think about Kyle Shanahan. Mike Singletary has better record. Are we like is is are we overrating Kyle Shanahan like that whole Jimmy Garoppolo? They're great with him, terrible without him. What, are, am I missing something? Well, you omitted the best of the, all the Singletary stories. You can Google that for yourself, I suppose. But the uh, in general, that, that is an absolutely. <laughs> okay. It's a ridiculous. Uh, it's a ridiculous statistic, and it just shows you that they, you know, kind of being the steward of a franchise and having a, a good rapport with the fan base and with the media is more than just winning football games. Because Shanahan does continue to escape serious scrutiny, and you know he does. There are a lot of things that he does, you know, from a schematic standpoint that give this Niners an advantage. It's it's uh, it's pretty obvious, though, that there are other aspects of his design for this team that uh, have been way underwhelming this season. And uh, the Niners do look like an also ran this season, which is disappointing for a team that we thought could win double digit games. 24 and 11 and Garoppolo starts 7 and 28 with all other quarterbacks in San Francisco. Drew's week eight picks and his NBA picks as well. Next, right here on the numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Carol, I've been here a long time. Without Russell, I wouldn't have been here a long time. Chas v'chalila, he should finally admit it. It's Arabic, everybody. Football season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. The start places sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM. State-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hope everybody Googled Mike Singletary over the break. Thanks to Drew. Drew Ditzik from the uh, Bet the Edge podcast and, of course, uh, the Deep Dive podcast. Andy Molitor, Deep Dive. Sarah Perlman, Bet the Edge. Want to give them shouts as well. And by the way, um, Mackenzie Kramer, the ESPN uh, stats and info researcher who provided the stuff about seven and a half point underdogs or more, seven or more, have not come home at all this year. All right, Drew, week eight then in the National Football League. What have you bet so far? Well, based on that stat, it sounds like the dogs are due. So obviously Jets money line, uh, Giants money line, <laughs> uh, Texans money line, right? Sure, sure. Um, Why not? That'll be fun to live through. <laughs> as far as sides, though, I think you have to take a serious look at all three of those terrible, terrible dogs. Uh, I guess we'll start with the Houston Texans who take on the L.A. Rams. They are 14 and a half point dogs right now. Um, that, again, is out from 14 on the look ahead. Uh, so you're getting the hook uh, past two touchdowns. So you'll need three scores if you back the Rams here. Um, decent expectation that uh, Terod Taylor comes back here for Houston. But even if he doesn't, Davis Mills is a quarterback that can actually put points on the board when he's at home compared to when he's on the road. Houston, you know, as is painfully obvious, Davis Mills is good for about three points on the road. Um, but I think realistically that the Houston uh, Houston's going to be able to score here. Um, over 48 is a fair play if you're not interested in taking the 14 and a half with the Texans. Um, and then uh, similarly, I think the Jets line has been uh, a pretty massive overreaction to, um, you know, the quarterback switch here. I can't. You know, I, I can't wrap my brain around this adjustment from, uh, you know, the Westgate had the look ahead up three and a half last week for Cincinnati on the road at the Jets, and it opened 10. Um, and if you're telling me that's because of the switch from Zach Wilson to Mike White, I would love to know what your grade on Zach Wilson has been this season because he has not been good. And it is tough for me to go to battle with a team like the Jets and a backup quarterback um, 
in a spot where you're going up against the white hot Bengals, but the Bengals, this is their third week in row on the road. They have a much more meaningful game next week against Cleveland. Uh, I don't know that you're going to see the Cincinnati Bengals roll out and give you all of the wrinkles that we've seen from their offense so far this season. And the Jets defense has been playing hard, albeit not well. Um, and so I think this should still be, uh, you know, a one score type of margin. Uh, I don't think the Jets are so, so, so bad as an NFL team that they warrant being two touchdown or no, no, two score dogs at home to the likes of the Bengals. So uh, I'll take the points with the Jets there. Um, and then I didn't end up getting involved with the Giants here, but uh, there's a case to be made, surely. And, and really, you know, kind of the broader takeaway from this weekend um, beyond just the fact that the Chiefs lose again and that their defense still looks pretty suspect, uh, the three points that that offense scored against what was, you know, coming into the that game, a clear bottom 10 defense in the NFL, probably bottom five, um, that was eye-opening. And uh, it was a, it was an uncharacteristically poor day for Pat Mahomes. He gets, you know, an absolute uh, just difficult to watch injury uh, at the end of that contest on fourth down where he takes a knee to the face and, uh, you know, really um, potentially uh, this is now two neck injuries that he's had in his last uh, 10 games. Mm -hmm. People will remember he goes out, uh, went out of that uh, Cleveland game in the playoffs and people, you know, they made a big deal of, oh, it was a, it was a foot, it was a foot. Well, no, he was in the concussion protocol because he did, he had a very similar sort of neck injury. And um, I'm going to be watching pretty closely to see how he responds to that. If they, uh, you know, if they throw him back out there, you know, these next couple weeks, they have a tough, tough slate here. They got the Giants this week, which is probably the easiest of their games remaining on their schedule. Um, but then they get the Packers, Raiders, and Cowboys as they head into their bye week, all three very, very tough offenses. Um, if Kansas City's offense continues to underperform and turn the ball over and, uh, you know, lead points on the field, then they're in a deep, deep, uh, you know, deep trouble. Um, I don't have a play on this game, but uh, watching that market pretty closely to see if it ticks back out to 10 and a half, at which point I'll probably get involved with the Giants. Um, and then the only other one that really stands out early in the week here, I think this total is too low in Detroit between Philadelphia and Detroit at 47 and a half. Uh, some places have 48 hanging right now. Um, either way, I think you're getting a bargain there because this Philadelphia defense uh, is really, really soft against the pass. And in particular, the easy pass, the middle of the field stuff, the shorts, the short dump offs to the running back stuff. This literally the stuff that uh, that Goff can, um, you know, complete. Uh, relatively comfortably. So uh, Philadelphia, I do think, gets the win probably the right side of minus three, but the over there really sings to me. I think that one lands in the 50s. All right, so Jets plus the points, the over Philadelphia-Detroit. What was before that again? Houston Texans. Houston Texans plus <laughs> the poo-poo platter from Drew Densick on week, yeah. uh, week number eight. By the way, I will say this about Kansas City because I, I mentioned this last night on Primetime Action. Like, just from a survivor perspective, when have you ever had a double-digit home favorite in a standalone game, no doubt, and you think to yourself, oh, boy, I don't know if I could pick this team in Survivor. <laughs> like, I mean, think about that. Home double-digit favorite on a standalone game. You're like, oh, boy, I'm not sure about these guys. You know what I also think about is we often look back at the, uh, at the Legion of Boom years of the Seattle Seahawks, and we say to ourselves, and a lot, a lot of this because of the Malcolm Butler play, but we say, wow, can't believe that dynasty, in quotes, that supposed you know, would-be dynasty only won one championship. I wonder if we're going to say the exact same thing about the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, we'll be like, you know what? Ooh. In the end, they only won once. I don't know. It sort of feels that way. How harsh? Well, the way too harsh? Being, yeah, the way that the roster is constructed, the way that they're being managed, I, it's not crazy. Um, and I actually don't. I it's knowing what we know now about Pete Carroll. Is it shocking that the Legion of Boom not, won one? Not in the least bit. And for <laughs> yeah. those and for those who have followed Pete Carroll, I mean, we have never loved him on this show, right? Like, just I, I just don't think highly of him. Last night was was the poster child of all of it. Last night I was just, yeah. what are you doing, dude? But. You got to establish the run, Drew. I don't know if you know that. You've got to do that under all circumstances. <laughs> uh, NBA, real quick, because we only have a few minutes left here. Uh, what have you learned so far this season? How are you doing betting that? Uh, the NBA is going absolutely swimmingly. Uh, again, adding pressure to why I'm even playing the NFL. Uh, but uh, Drew, I say that uh, I say that to myself about <laughs> football all the time when, with tennis. I'm like, why? Why do yeah, I bet anything I else? Why? Why do I, I mean, do it? It's fun. It uh, it yeah. drives the content uh, game. So you know, you you got to stay fresh with what's going on in the uh, National Football League. But really, the NBA has been a really really fun start. 
Uh, it's a the, just a lot of really good, fun to watch teams. The enter the entertainment factor of the games themselves have been high. Um, even games that would be complete throwaways, like you know Timberwolves Pelicans on uh, over the weekend was really entertaining down to the end. What's with the blowouts um, you know, so, though? What's with all these blowouts in the first well, week? I w- I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, say that that's unusual at all. The actually. thirty I mean, point it, ones. Well, it's 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 uh there have been there have been some pretty clear uh, teams that are not in the game that rather than you know push hard to close the margin in the third quarter, they're tinkering with lineups, they're giving guys run who otherwise should not be on mm. the court. Interesting. Um, and you know I I I think it's a, there's a little bit of a strategy shift at least in the general you know front you know front office uh, coaching for some of these teams that are pretty clearly out of the uh, uh, out of the mix for the playoffs out of the mix for the championship here um, but um, I, I don't think that's unusual particularly in the early months of the season there's okay. there's usually some blots I guess what is unusual we're seeing a, a huge the unders are just coming in uh, you know re- at, at a at a very very stark clip. Uh, to this point in the season, the true fair neutral game NBA total right now should be about 220, and it's been about 223, 224. Um, so that reflects a little bit of last year's sort of, um, you know, just a little bit of a shadow because last year the shooting was so impossibly good with the empty arenas um, that the totals crept up, crept up, crept up, and that's now kind of trickled into this season, as far as I can tell you. Um, realistically, I think a, a neutral expectation should be about 110 points for an NBA team in 2021. Uh, and then, um, you know, the favorites have been covering pretty, reg- you know, pretty uh, aggressively to this point in the season as well. Although, um, you know, there there have been some pretty obvious good looking uh, dog spots uh, here and there on the board. Um, tonight's card is a pretty difficult one. Uh, you're seeing some pretty aggressive uh, support here for the San Antonio Spurs hosting the Lakers. Uh, at that point, three and a half, this is now a fair price. I wouldn't, I would not get involved with the Spurs. Um, and uh, just in general, this Lakers, uh, you know, the fact that they kind of used their home stand as sort of an extended preseason to kind of figure out exactly who they are. Uh, it was not surprising. Um, but, uh, you know, this is now a team that's starting to be properly rated if they're three and a half points uh, favorites against the Spurs. Um, and then uh, the Philadelphia New York game is fascinating. Uh, I'm expecting Embiid to play. I'm expecting him to get a full complement of minutes, but the market has moved away from the uh, the Sixers here pretty aggressively. They're now one and a half point underdogs. I think Philadelphia is the right side. Uh, realistically, New York's second unit is not good enough to really punish Philadelphia where they are the weakest. Uh, and ultimately, I think uh, Philadelphia can get to about 118 points against a weak New York defense. Okay. Not mentioned Golden State, nine and a half point favorites on the road against OKC. Interesting. Yeah, Drew Dinsick, everybody. Very fair price. Whale underscore Capper on Twitter. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it as always. Hey, best of luck today, guys. You too. Jeff and I on college football next, right here on the Numbers Game at VSIN. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus. Full access to Visa.com data and analysis. You get everything Visa has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at Visa.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number 58 is here as well. Uh, Jeff, college football brain dump, because we don't get a chance to talk about it on Mondays because we're doing guessing lines with Chrissy. By the way, Chrissy's uh, first instincts last week on guessing lines just ridiculously good. And thanks to everybody. Thanks to you for making both the Megapod and guessing lines on the Beating the Book podcast uh, have record numbers once again this year. Just uh, unbelievable support for that podcast. Appreciate it. Beating the Book Podcast, where all podcasts are distributed. Uh, but college football, I mean, where do we begin? One, we must begin with Illinois and Penn State. And our first real glimpse of what could go wrong with <laughs> this rule of going to two-point conversions after the second overtime. So you had a total. What was your total in this game? 38 and a half? 38 and a half, Gil. Unbelievable. So you so the so it goes to overtime and you have to think to yourself, you are toast. Just absolute toast in this. Oh no, I actually thought I, I my my whole thought process was as long as we don't get to the two point shootout, I'm good because I didn't think more than one team was capable of scoring a touchdown. All right, let me rephrase this. The odds of you getting even to a third overtime still having the under were slim to none. So, I, I was I, I don't know about that, but I was an underdog at that point. Well, you went field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. That is right. The fact that you traded field goals twice 
Then we go to point conversion mandatory rule, and they go eight scoreless overtimes, overtimes in quotes, because this is now penalty kicks. And then Illinois wins on the ninth, twenty to eighteen, and you're thirty-eight and you're thirty-eight and a half under in-game number <laughs> wins. That's unbelievable. So I guess you know, and I tweeted at the time. I was talking to Michael Mont- Montesano, who was the Booby Prize winner over there at uh, at Circa last year, who's great dude and was kind enough to come on this show to talk about his uh, booby prize experience. But we were, both, we were both saying, I mean, imagine if a national championship was decided this way. You, you could not have liked this. Could anybody have liked this? Because the very thing they're trying to accomplish, right, fewer plays, less injury, it just got torpedoed by this. No, let's have, let's have these short-yarded situations 18 times. And have young men crash into each other from short distance. I mean, come on. What was that? Gil, it should have ended in the first shootout period. Because if Sean Clifford had any athleticism, he makes that play. Penn State scores, and then they get the stop. <laughs> any athleticism. Yeah. A quarterback for a D1 school. If you had any athleticism. Oh, I mean, that, look. No, that, you're right. For, for Penn State, though, like, your season really was it in flux after Clifford got hurt in Iowa. Yes. And now it's completely over. Oh, uh, it crushes the Penn State Ohio State game this week. 100%. Uh, that game just becomes oh, I would have been oh, if, they, if Clifford doesn't get hurt and they win this, what a game this would have been. Instead Ohio State is a uh, double digit favorite. And they've turned their season around the whole other direction. I mean, we're left for dead at home against Oregon and now would you consider them the biggest threat to Georgia? Maybe even bigger than Alabama? I don't know how you can't, because that offense is fully enga- uh, f- fully engaged now. And Gil, let's face it: once they benched Kerry Coombs from calling the defensive plays, mm-hmm. that defense has been pretty good. So, look, we'll uh, we'll learn how good this Ohio State team is down the stretch because the next they they get the big three in the Big Ten East. I know Penn State that game lost his juice, but Gil, I think Michigan's really good. I, th- so that's a game this week. Yeah, we'll talk Michigan, to Pete, Michigan State. Of we'll course. talk to Pete Futek about all these a little later. Um, it's a game on. Don't you think Michigan's kind of better at everything though? But then Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State's an aberration. Yeah, they've gotten very lucky to be undefeated still. So uh, I don't know if I want to lay the number that's out there. There's four and a half. It's mostly four, four and a half on Michigan. I don't know if I want to lay that. But I feel pretty confident that Michigan's going to go there and win that game on Saturday. The other sort of thing, that, and I'm going to raise my hand and say, I had no idea this was legal. But were you watching the Oklahoma-Kansas stuff? Oh, of course. So Caleb, so they're, they're about to get stopped on fourth down. And Caleb Williams yanks the ball, right? Yanks the ball from his teammate's hand and gets the first down. And then Oklahoma, from that point on, was off to the races. In a game where it looked like Kansas had a shot to win this. First of all, the whole time I'm watching, the whole time it's in review, I'm like, oh, well, there's no way that's legal. No way. Turns out it is. Turns out, like, apparently behind the line of scrimmage, you can do that? Well, who's not drawing up plays like that now? Now that that's been exposed to the world, I'm sure there's coaches somewhere like, wait, we can do that? Let's totally do a trick play where the quarterback has his back to the defense and yanks the ball away from a running back. That's a, that's a play call now. Did you have any idea that was legal at the time? I, I, first off, I thought they were in front of the line of scrimmage. So oh, no, they like, clearly Which, back. on replay, they clearly were. Yeah. My biggest qualms with that from the officiating, forward progress for the running back had been stopped. Oh, it's so, so subjective. It should have been blown dead. Williams shouldn't have even had the opportunity to make that play. And look, you feel for Kansas, who was, by the way, a 39-and-a-half point underdog for most of the week. I think it cost 38 Oh, oh by the way. Yeah. Uh, legitimately... Uh, that's uh, that's a hundred to one. I right. That's a hundred to one on, on on the screen there on the money line. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> had a legitimate a chance to, to win this game. Legit chance. Kansas football powerhouse that they were. Uh, so that were, there was that. And Oklahoma is still Oklahoma every year. And Caleb Williams, by the way, I, how many times have we said this, Jeff, on this show? How many times have I ranted about this about college football coaches? Right. The the notion that Felipe Franks was starting over Kyle Trask. That. Uh, that Jacob Roach was was starting over over uh, Justin Fields in Georgia, and for those who say, "Oh yeah, but Gil, when he played, 
I, I, don't, yeah, I said Jacob Roach. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, think, J- I, I don't think our, our, our Visa producer, Jacob Roach, is yeah. for sure. Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm. Pardon yeah. me, Jacob Roach was, was producer here <laughs> at Visa. But Jake Fromm was starting over Justin Fields. And for those who say, hey, yeah, but Gil, he was t- Justin Fields was terrible when he's in there. I don't care. You're watching them in practice every day. Like, can you not evaluate what you have in front of them? And then there's Joe Burrow at Ohio State. Well, add this one to the mix, right? Spencer Rattler, is, you, you see Caleb Williams in practice every day. He, you were starting that guy over Caleb Williams? Like, we're going to look back at this and add that to the list. College football coaches get, I'm sorry, we, we, the, the way that this country worships these college football coaches. Remember when I had the nerve to say, I don't think Dabo Sweeney's a good, Dabo Sweeney's a good coach earlier this year and hate washed over me? All right. Who, who, this is aging well for me. That's another one. Um, I have to talk about one other game here, though, with you this week. Wisconsin is playing Iowa. <laughs> and the total, the total is, 36? What is the total right now? Wisconsin and Iowa. And by the way, I think it might be too high. Like, I mean, like seriously, who's, who's getting a 36? Who's scoring, who's scoring enough points to get to that number? They have to catch nine overtimes. My big concern with that is that Graham Mertz throws multiple picks. Well, there's always that. That's, that's the big the concern problem. with that one. Yeah. But that's brutal. That's going to be brutal watch. Unless, of course, you have bets on it. 36 and a half, 37 for the most part. Oh, it's got bet, it bet up, Gil. <laughs> Somebody decided that was just far too low. Uh, Georgia, Florida. Florida gave Alabama all they could handle, but they've kind of been not so hot otherwise. Give them any shot here, Florida? I won't ask you to have the question. Remember against Alabama, I was like, yes, but what about Florida's chance to win? I don't I can't even ask that question against they, Georgia. They can't they can't score enough against Georgia's defense. No one can score enough against Georgia's defense. That's the problem here, Gil. It just you're in the scenario where in order for someone to beat Georgia, they probably have to get in the low twenties. I don't think anyone's getting in the low twenties against them until Alabama and potentially Ohio State. Is there a uh is there an Ole Miss thought of them getting to the national to the to the playoff? If Ole Miss can beat Auburn, a couple things could happen. They could get there. That's a big if, by the way. Who do you got in this game? Ole Miss and Auburn. Well, I'm curious to see. With uh, it, it seems like we may have a Rolovich like situation down at Auburn with Brian Harson potentially. So um, I, I don't know if that's a distraction at all. But Auburn to me is a better complete football team than Ole Miss at this point, especially with Matt Corral seemingly not being 100% health-wise, Gil. So I will lean to Auburn, but I'm not going to bet that at 2.5. Is there a single quarterback you see? By the way, Kenny Pickett, right, solidified his Heisman hopes this past weekend. I mean, he looks great at times. But we're not talking about him as a good pro prospect either. Like, I know we've said none of these guys are good at the pro level. Not even him? Look, we've seen, this has been a long college career for Kenny Pickett. This is the first year where we've seen, okay, this guy could possibly be more than like a fifth or sixth round draft pick. So it's just how much do you think he really has improved? By the way, people have been betting Pitt in the futures market to win the national championship. Guys, they're not making the playoff. They lost at home to Western Michigan. You're not making a playoff even if you go 12-1 and one and win the ACC. Even if they win it, they no, win out. They should, you, you lose it home in Western Michigan, you're eliminated. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I think that's in the statute, isn't it? In the statutes of college football? I'm sorry, we can't allow you. But wait, we, we won every other game. Yeah, but you lost to Western Michigan. I'm sorry. Can't lose to Maction. Maction begins uh, next week, midweek? Yes. Baseball. We do have to talk baseball. We will have Jason Weingart in here to talk about the World Series. I don't know if you know this, but a uh, numbers game investigation reveals the World Series starts tonight. So we'll talk about that with Jason, uh, Pete Futak of College Football. We'll have Paul Spore on baseball as well. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit visa.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits, another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Also, don't forget that it's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. The king of sportsbooks welcome you to Showtime with a special offer on the World Series. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a homer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Enjoy the World Series tonight. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a homer is hitting the World Series. Any game you wager on, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. By the way, I was uh, I woke up this morning. You know how uh, your phone sometimes feeds you Apple? At least I get fed Apple stories here. And so I was like, I can't wait to mention this story at some point. But then as I'm pulling up in the parking lot, Mitch is mentioning it on Follow the Money right before this. Do you see the story? A hiker got lost in Colorado, then ignored rescuers' calls because they came from an unknown number. It's the greatest headline ever. So I actually read the article when I was at home. And, and so it's a dude. He didn't even realize they were looking for him. He was like, ah, I'm not lost. I'm just having trouble finding my way home. So it was like over 24 hours before he found his way back. They found him back where he was supposed to be 24 hours later. But he was literally getting calls from the same number the whole time. He's like, yeah, I don't know who that is. I'm not going to answer. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. Anyway, he's fine. Good for him. It's an excellent story. Uh, okay. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. First of all, this is uh, this one is do 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 do. Oh, this is about um, this is oh just asking about Drew's basketball picks for the first thing. So someone was asking, hey, what were Drew's basketball picks? This is from uh, Lou Dor, Philly, the Sixers money line and their team total over tonight. Those are Drew's two basketball picks. Lou Dor, uh, Sixers money line and team total over. This is oh this was from last. This is the Peyton Manning, Eli Manning cast last night. That was something else with Marshawn Lynch and with Tom Brady. Uh, Nicholas Griggs, Peyton Manning just pulled the uh, the Gill Classic right before the commercial break, asking Drew Brees to stay on if the game goes to overtime. <laughs> I do that a lot. Like, hey, you don't mind staying after the break? Somebody one day is going to be like, yeah, you know what, Gil? As a matter of fact, I do mind. I have got things to do, and I'm not staying over the break, buddy. Anyway, Peyton pulled that yesterday. 
And somebody was talking about, uh, and I forgot, I can't see these, I can't find the tweet exactly, but last night they were mentioning about Matt Brown and I doing the Sports Betting National Championship last year last year or a couple years back whenever DraftKings did their first one that he didn't realize he was like I knew that Gil did it I didn't know he thought he did it with my buddy E but no I did it with Matt Brown my co-host at Primetime Action um, and so yeah we had a we had a great time doing that and uh, he was asking are we doing it this year nope we are ineligible we are ineligible alright yes no's NFL playoffs this is where it gets interesting because as I mentioned yesterday on Guessing Lines in the NFC specifically you have five teams that are basically in it for these five teams not to make the playoffs, five of seven, we already kind of know in the NFC. For any of these five not to make it, it's going to require a injury of seismic proportions or just a just an epic collapse. But essentially, the Cowboys in the East, the Buccaneers in the South, uh, the Packers in the North, and the Rams and the Cardinals, not in that order, but the Cardinals and the Rams in the West, those five teams... Basically in, as reflected by those odds right there, the yes odds. Everybody else is going to be, and I mean everybody else, maybe not the Lions, but everybody else besides the Lions are going to be in a massive scrum for two playoff positions. And Jeff, any one of those teams, no matter how badly you think of them right now, I'm talking about the two and fives, the, the Washington football team, the Giants, the Eagles, they're all in play. And so there should be a betting opportunity here with a yes price on one of these other, let's count them, 10 teams to get those two playoff spots. You made a bet. I made a comment about the Falcons yesterday, and I said, hey, before the season when we did the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide, I actually had the Falcons as a wild card team. They're 3-3. Three and three. You made a bet on them yesterday. I did. I took a little bit of plus 360 yesterday. Uh, one book out here still has plus 330. There is some plus 330 still out there across uh, the landscape. Look, Gil, this was this is a bet on a team that, again, I don't think the Falcons are particularly good. I don't think they're particularly good. But what a groundbreaking thing this is, Gil. Throw the ball to your talented players. <laughs> That's right. Throw it to Kyle Pitts. No one can cover him, and we've seen that. Again, I understand it's the Jets and the Dolphins who are two bad football teams. But guess what? Throw the ball to Kyle Pitts. That offense has looked really good. We were, on primetime, actually, we were watching the Saints and the uh, the Seahawks last night. And I dared say out loud, you know, if I'm the Saints, I just throw it to Kamara every single play. Like, every single play. But I really do think these play callers, their egos get in the way. Like, it's not creative enough. It's not them enough injected into it if they go to the same play every time. Like, I, I really believe it's that simple sometimes. Like, what do you mean go to Kamara every single play? I mean, obviously, they'll get tired. But, you know, it's so simple that sometimes. So here's here's my other question about this from a betting perspective. Regardless of what team cuz cuz eventually, you know, do you believe in Washington? Washington is 10 to 1 to get to the postseason. Here's the case for Washington, right? That defense, we saw them be great last year. They've been terrible this year. Could they find that greatness again and Ryan Fitzpatrick could come back at some point? Maybe Curtis Samuel, I don't know. So there's, you can make a case for some of these teams, and Washington at 10 to 1 is interesting. But here's what I wanted to get in from a betting perspective. So now the, the NFL trade deadline is a week away. You know where I'm going with this. And Deshaun Watson is rumored to be okay with several football teams. We don't know which teams those are, but he is rumored to be okay with several. Now, we previously thought he only wanted Miami, and he has final say on this. But it appears like Houston may have played this correctly, and they're fielding, we think, by reports, fielding offers. Now, and I'm not injecting my opinion into what's going on off the field. I want to preface all of this by saying that. But I am, I, you would think that these teams that are potentially in trade talks with the Texans for Deshaun Watson would have some sort of confirmation from the league that if they acquire Deshaun Watson, that he is able to play for them immediately. You would think. Now, here's the deal. And again, this is not my opinion, but 22 civil complaints alleging sexual misconduct during massage therapy sessions, 10 criminal complaints. Remember how the NFL handed, handled the Ezekiel Elliott thing, where on the heels of the Ray Rice and Josh Brown mishandling of domestic violence, they overreacted to the Ezekiel Elliott thing, and he was suspended for six weeks, even when there were affidavits saying none of this happened. 
And now you're going to let Deshaun Watson play immediately. Uh, again, I, now I'm not talking about how I feel about it. I'm just saying the, the inconsistency of that is, if that is the case, is mind-boggling. But anyway, okay, if that's the case, and, and, they can, and he can play immediately, if you can get ahead of where you think he's going, there's a bet to be made. So if you think he will go back to the Panthers, and they're getting Christian McCaffrey back at some point, they're yes, plus 650. Obviously, they've seen enough of Sam Darnold. If we go to the AFC and we look at the Dolphins, now the Dolphins, they've banked too many losses. They're not getting to the playoffs this year, are they? I don't think so. But if you could figure out where, if you can get ahead of where he goes, that would be a potential bet. By the way, if he goes to the Dolphins, Tua's got to go somewhere else also. Tua would look good in burgundy and gold, by the way. All this talk, people like, you know, people like to bash on Tua. Tua's, Tua's been graded sixth by Pro Football Focus the last two weeks in the NFL for quarterbacks. So, I mean, I'd love to see him end up in D.C. Now, would that trigger something for you? You have to, sort of, that's the kind of thinking. Is there another team here? You bet the Falcons. Is there another team here you would make a bet on? Minnesota and the NFC would be the only other one. You're getting plus 150 uh, still at most spots on Minnesota. That team is really talented. And if that defense, and really at this point, that dinosaur coaching staff can stay out of the way, <laughs> yeah. they're more than talented enough. And look, they have multiple games against the Bears left. They still have a game against the Lions. Their schedule's really not that bad. So Minnesota would be the only other one that I'd look at. The AFC... There's really nothing on the board I really like. Yeah, I didn't, on the AFC I didn't like the AFC deal. nearly as much. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Sharper market. Well, it's it's also not nearly the, you know, the Jags aren't making it. The Dolphins aren't making it. I think there's a lot of other teams like the Broncos and the Steelers and the, and you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that, that a lot of teams don't genuinely believe in. But the, N, the NFC is such a scrum because of the chasm between the haves and the have-nots, where five teams are clearly in, and then it's free-for-all for the last two. Like, did the Saints show you anything that, that made you think last night, oh, they're going to make it? I didn't. Not really. I didn't see that. So I don't know. One of these teams that we think really poorly of in the NFC is going to make the playoffs, if not two. I think you're right about the Vikings, though. They're the opposite of a paper tiger. They could be 5-1, and one, and Kirk Cousins has never played better. But you're right, that coaching staff probably holds him back. We'll come back. Baseball, Jason Weingarten next. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to—like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and— Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. (laughs) 